0: of the Prepared Mindset Podcast. My name is Austin Deal. I'm your host. Like I said, this is our first episode. Uh, We decided to get this podcast started. I say we. There's a couple of us. uh, Myself, my brother, uh, and a good friend of mine decided that we wanted to do a podcast uh, that kind of filled in some of the gaps that you see in What's out there right now? I know there's a lot of good podcasts, a lot of information, a lot of good information. Uh, some not so good, as with everything. Um, but what we really wanted to try and do with this was create something that was geared towards, in my opinion, the everyday person, uh, the normal guy, so to speak. Um, you know, someone who maybe doesn't have a ton of money to dump into this kind of lifestyle, maybe doesn't have a ton of time, uh, resources, whatever have you, to dump into the really prepared lifestyle. Um, And, you know, I think that that gets a bad rap, the whole prepared lifestyle. uh, Prepper, to me at least, is kind of a weird term, you know, when you say, oh, I'm a prepper, or if you're explaining to your friends that you're into prepping, I know everyone kind of jumps that conclusion that you wear a tinfoil hat or it's like that you know that really bad brendan Fraser movie uh where he's locked in the the uh the shelter you know and comes out 25 years later all retro and everything um it's not a hundred percent that is a little bit that being prepared um but there's a lot of different ways to be prepared there's a lot of different looks that that takes in your in your day-to-day life In your planning for life, in your planning for what you think may happen. I think that with everything going on in the world right now, with the COVID 19 virus and the lockdown, uh, these protests that we're seeing, some turned violent, uh, I think we're seeing a lot of things in 2020 that nobody thought we were going to see this year. Uh, And in the case of a global pandemic, I don't think that a lot of us ever thought we would see. I think we've been really fortunate with modern medicine that it's just something we didn't think would ever happen in our lifetime yet here we are and you know when that all came down that all shook out i know i was one of those people that was somewhat concerned but admittedly i didn't think it would spread the way it did i remember seeing it on the news coming into the west coast you know in washington and california the cruise ships and the travel coming in and they were just going to you know they're going to close down those areas they were going to lock those people on the ships for the two weeks uh quarantine them and you know i you know we saw it pop up in new york then and those are really the big travel hubs of the west coast and east coast I definitely, here in Michigan, didn't think that we were going to see it uh, as quickly as we did on the scale that we did, and I certainly didn't think that we were going to be locked down the way that we were uh, across the country. Um, and like most people, I uh, didn't expect that I was going to you know, come across the panic buying that we did. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, uh, because some people are like I said well well prepared they live this lifestyle where they have a little extra something they they think a little bit ahead of where they're at rather than just next week and when i say a little bit ahead i mean a month ahead or two months ahead and that could be you know something as simple as toilet paper which again i don't think that was something that any of us really thought we were going to run into was a shortage of toilet paper I don't think that anybody really thought that we were gonna have to be fighting each other in the grocery stores for toilet paper or paper towel or disinfectant, Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer. Uh, and you know, some of the people that were really uh, into Pinterest and did some research online, you you, know, you buy the, I believe it's 70% alcohol, and you can you can make your own hand sanitizer at home. You know That's the kind of thing that started selling out really quickly as well. Uh, and actually something that my wife and I had done right when we moved in and bought our first home together, uh, actually before we were even engaged, uh, to save money, try to be thrifty. There's actually, you buy uh, some different supplies, some bar soaps, uh, and some Castile, Castile soap, I think I'm saying that right, Castile soap. Basically, uh, you can make your own laundry detergent out of supplies that, And when she brought this stuff home, admittedly, I had never seen half of this before. And I go, okay, well, that's why you can do it, because no one's, I'm surprised the store even stocks this. And I know there's those niche uses for it, I guess, some of it you can use to wash your dog, and it's supposed to be gentle on their skin and fur, uh, and it has a lot of different uses, just not mainstream uses that you were necessarily used to. So you start seeing shortages on, on all of that because now all of a sudden everybody's really concerned with being clean, obviously, and disinfecting. Um, I remember going to the, the drugstore and uh, you know all of a sudden now all the vitamin C is gone too. Which, hey, it's good to be healthy. It's good to take your vitamins. You absolutely should. But uh, you know the panic definitely set in when you have, you know, maybe six feet of shelving, four shelves high. Dedicated to vitamin C and the, the other new, you know, supplements that, that involve vitamin C, and it's just completely sold out. And that's at your local CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, uh, whatever pharmacy you're near. Uh, and it was definitely panic buying. And before we got too far into things, you know, that definitely trickled. I don't even want to say trickled, but it spread uh, to panic buying things like arms and ammunition things that even people that may own guns currently didn't have you know i have a lot of friends that are involved with shooting uh, or they own a gun or multiple guns they enjoy shooting but they don't really have ammunition on hand and for some people it makes more sense you know you just buys you go because it wasn't a serious concern and hey i just need to pick up maybe 250 rounds or something like that because that's what i'll go through when i go to the range or this will get me through my next two range visits that's all i really need compared to the person that might have a thousand rounds of five five six or two thousand rounds of five five six and two thousand rounds of nine millimeter or whatever caliber suits your needs uh, now you got people running out to buy that stuff. Uh, people who didn't have a gun, uh, whether it was just because they didn't know any better, uh, because they were anti-gun at some point to some degree, or whatever the reason is, they didn't own a firearm. Now you're seeing people displaced with no employment, no income coming in as a result of that, or even people that you know, were on unemployment and just had nothing else better to do with their time for whatever reason. Now you're seeing more burglaries, break-ins, uptick in crime. And even if you didn't see it, you definitely didn't know what else was going to happen. We didn't know how far this was going to go or how fast this was going to escalate. I mean, people were concerned. So, panic buying. Now, you go to the store. You can't. You can't find. I mean, you can find some firearms, but a lot of it's uh, the the weird stuff. I guess the less mainstream stuff. Um, things like your hunting rifles, your bolt action guns that maybe aren't the most ideal for self defense or home defense. Um, maybe you'll be you get lucky, find a shotgun or something in a like twenty gauge. You find used guns, revolvers, things like that. But you're not right now, and I know because I've had several friends ask me about it and talk to me about it, you're gonna walk into a store right now and find a Glock or a Smith and Wesson, or uh, you know a Sig P320, uh, or even a concealed carry gun, you know, as people are looking for whatever I mean a 380. Uh, I know I was in Cabela's last weekend. My brother and I went out there just for something to do, get out of the house real quick. And see if they had been able to restock on any ammo. There, I don't know what other people's Cabela's look like. Our has a separate room and showcase for just used firearms. And that was completely closed off and blocked. Locked up. Um, they're all situated and placed in the display cases now and behind the regular counter where your normal production firearms went. That's where your new guns were before. Now you have your used guns there because you're, you're so low on your stock that that's just all you have. And even that was... And you had several empty cases. I think the only couple of things I saw was uh, the Shadow uh, Industries, one of those Gucci Glocks with the the slide cuts and everything already in it. And it's cut for an optic, and it's got the fancy grip on it and the magwell. It's like a $1,700 gun, so that one... Is priced out of normal purchases, Um, and then after that, it was a couple 1911s. Uh, You got, you know, of course Springfield XDs, which I don't think a lot of people are a big fan of, but they had a couple of those. Um, And past that, I didn't really see a whole lot. It's you know some hunting rifles, the ammunition, very very sparse. They were actually putting out some 556 when we were there. And your normal box, at least where I'm at here. Uh, it runs you somewhere between $6.99 to $8.99 for just regular, uh, I guess, plinking ammo, regular target ammo, 55 grain, uh, 5.56, five, 2.23. And this was being put out on the shelves for $15.99. And that's just the supply and demand of it, is that you can't find it. The only stuff you're finding on the shelves right now is your your odd hunting rounds or your very expensive competition rounds that people aren't buying because it just doesn't make sense to go spend $35 on a 20-round box of 5.56 five, for precision shooting. It just doesn't. You know, that's money better allocated to other things at this point in time. Handgun rounds, forget about it. I haven't seen a box of 9mm, uh, 40, 45, uh, 3... I mean, there oh, there was some 380 there was some 380 and a lot of some a lot of people like carrying it. Uh, I'm not personally a fan. I carry a 9mm. But this rush on the gun and ammo buying, I think maybe for a lot of people was a very eye-opening experience, uh, especially if you were one of the people previously who had said that the, you don't need a gun. You have the police there. The police will be there to help you they'll be there to save you. You don't need a gun because you have the police. You can just call them should anything ever happen. Well, we fast forward to the tail end of what we're seeing with COVID. We started seeing some reopening in phases across the country. You know, today it's June 25th as I record this, and we're actually starting to see some lockdown measures rolled back because uh, maybe an abuse of... Uh, I don't want to say privileges that were given uh, from the lockdown perspective, but they're being rolled back because now we're starting to see a spike in cases, which not to stray too far from the point, but we kind of knew was going to happen. The whole point originally was to help flatten the curve, not to erase the virus. But, you know, you're starting to see more cases and everything, and now these people are out protesting after the death, the very unfortunate death, of George Floyd in Minnesota, you're starting to see protests. And now there's a, a big, big movement across the country being supported in a lot of different ways uh, by a lot of different people uh, to defund police. And there's a lot of arguments about that right now, uh, whether that means to just completely dismantle your police department and put in community safety measures not sure what at all that actually means. Or if you're defunding the police in terms of you're just going to roll back the funding and you're going to reappropriate those funds to different community projects, departments, offices to have a better impact, uh, ideally, I guess, on on what's going on uh, to help eliminate the stress for police officers, as well as to reduce, obviously, the Uh, the tragic accidental deaths. Um, I know there's a lot politically going on with this, and I don't really want to get too far into that. Uh, Politics tends to just drive everybody apart. But now you're seeing these people that previously had said, you don't need a gun because the cops are going to be there. Well, now they may not be. Uh, You look at cities like Minneapolis, who are pretty much at the point of dismantling the police department you look at Atlanta uh, with the uh, the incident with uh, there's Rashad Brooks I believe was the, the man's name who was killed after an altercation with a police officer I know there's still a lot up in the air uh, obviously any loss of life is unfortunate though from what I've seen maybe that one is, is seen as a different light than the George Floyd incident regardless now you're seeing incidents where police shifts are calling off uh you have people leaving departments because of the tension politically so now there's this fear that again the police may not be there it may not actually be okay to just mind, uh, mindlessly hope that you're gonna have somebody uh a police officer show up and defend your life in a situation where there's a home invasion or uh, a mass shooting incident, God forbid, uh, or any of these you know tragedies. So now people are going out to buy firearms. And I think one of the biggest moments for me personally during all of this that kind of, I'll say was the point that really, pushed me to start putting this podcast together to start working on this and it's been an idea for a while I'll say that uh it's been probably six or eight months of putting ideas together talking about it working on it and then right around the time that we had these lockdowns start um look at my calendar here for us here in Michigan it was I'm pretty sure it was St. Patrick's Day or the day before so March 16th 17th uh, is when the lockdown went in effect, and I and I'll admit, you know, I, I broke quarantine. I think it was that that weekend right after. I had a buddy over for uh, for dinner with my wife, uh, and my brother it was over too. It was just the four of us. Um, and my brothers back and forth a lot. I mean, we basically lived together. Um, so I had uh, this friend over. Uh, he's a good guy, but again, uh, someone who doesn't own firearms uh, has. Had some experience with them in the past, but like I said, not a firearms owner, uh, not necessarily somebody who's against it, per se. But was in the finds himself in the situation now with you know the world being locked down, he, losing employment and such in this this crazy situation, and he comes over and I'm down in my in my basement in my workspace where I'm recording this right now, and. uh, you know, and I'm I'm cleaning a rifle. I'm kind of messing with some stuff, just putzing around a little bit. And you know, I he looks. Oh, I know, and uh, I know where I'm coming when everything falls apart. You know, when shit hits the fan, I know where I'm coming. And that's the one that really kind of resonated with me. I've heard it before from people, kind of in a joking manner. Hey, if anything ever happens, I know I'm coming here. But I had never heard it. In my home, during a lockdown from a pandemic, it, it kind of put things in context, and I kind of thought for a second, you know, hey, what? You know where you're coming when shit hits the fan. So, to me, and and I'll do what I can for anybody. I will. Uh, I'll help how I can. Uh, I'll do what I can. But for me, my first priorities are my family. You know, uh, my wife and my dog are my priorities, uh, and then obviously my immediate family directly thereafter. So for me to start having, you know, four, five, six, seven people, uh, oh, hey, I know where I'm going when, when things start to fall apart, well, you, you might show up and knock, but there might not be an answer. Uh, and that really, as more people started talking about this, it really started to resonate more and more and more. Uh, One, because it was happening a lot more often in a lot shorter span. The frequency of these comments and conversations was really starting to happen a lot more. Um, But like I said, we were in the middle of a situation where it was just so much more applicable to daily life, being prepared for what's going on. So, Things like having toilet paper. Now, personally, we have a Costco membership here. Uh, and uh, that's, you know, if you have a Sam's Club or a, a BJ's or w- wherever you shop, you know, you buy things in bulk. Fortunately, because it is just myself and my wife, we, didn't, we had just gone shopping two weeks before the lockdown. And we had gotten paper towel. We had gotten uh, toilet paper. We didn't need to worry about that. By the time we got down to our last two six packs or so, I want to say we had like 10 or 12 rolls left, we were actually able to get to the Costco. Uh, someone had posted, I think, on like a, a friendly page on, on Facebook and said, hey, Costco has it, go ahead and pick some up. We were able to, uh, actually not even we, my wife, one Sunday morning saw it and basically jumped out of bed, skipped the shower and everything, got dressed, went and waited in line and went and got toilet paper. We didn't miss out on anything. She was also able to get paper towel, I think, that trip, and we were pretty set. Um, But for other people, I know I definitely had friends on Facebook. Does anybody know where I can find some toilet paper? Does anybody know where I can find paper towel? Does anybody know where I can find hand sanitizer? You know, and we start seeing things like the, the price on surgical masks, you know, even before the lockdown. And that's not to say I had that. I, did, I definitely did not have a surgical mask ready to go. Um, but things like surgical masks and air, air filters, uh, respirator masks, people that work in factories and things, all of a sudden those items doubled, tripled, quadrupled in their value almost overnight because of the situation. And for a lot of people who were prepared for something Maybe not even something like this. But they're prepared in the event something might happen. Or maybe they're former military. Uh, You know, my buddy Sam, great guy, former military. He's got some gear and some kit that some people don't think to have. One of them, I think, is, you know, something like a, a gas mask to some extent where you can change out the filter. And is that a little bit overkill for this? Maybe. But we didn't know. There was so much going on during all of this that people didn't care about the details and if you stopped to do the research, you stopped to put the work in, by the time you actually got to what, you know, where you were going, what you needed to buy you were pretty much just out of luck so again, panic buying because people weren't prepared You know, uh, so that's what got this up and running you know, I sat down, like I said, with my brother with my friend Sam and talked this out Said, hey. I know we'd mentioned it before. Maybe we should do a podcast. Maybe we should really talk about this. Um, and this is a good time for it. A, it's it's at a time that's unique in history that people are now are more aware of being prepared, uh, both mentally, physically, and materialistically. Uh, to deal with situations like this. Um, And all of that plays a factor. It's past just having the goods, you know, the the paper goods, the ammunition, the guns, uh, you know, bleach. Bleach was hard to come by during all of this. Uh, It's past that. You have to have the mental preparation to know what you have and what you don't have. What you need to have, what you what you can get by with, versus what you can't. Like I said, it's myself and my wife, and that's my and our dog. Love my dog. Uh, That's my focus. With a very stressed focus after the fact on my you know immediate family. Uh, But so my my preparation and my concerns will obviously be different of that. Of a family of five Where you have mom, dad, and three kids Or maybe it's just one person If you're single, you're a single guy, you're a single gal You really don't need to worry about Near as much Because you're just planning for one person Now, as you have more people There's some pros and some cons Some cost savings when you buy in bulk Things like that Uh, But it's all a consideration you got to be prepared for that And you have to be in the right mindset to think about it. In the past, you know, we kinda live in a world where you live in the here and now, you know, you live electronically and you take a lot of things for granted. I know I did. And I know a lot of other people did too. Things we took for granted, like being to go being able to go to the mall. Need something to do, need to get out of the house? Well I'll just go to the mall. Or I'll just go see a movie. I'll go to the bar, have a couple of beers with my friends. All of a sudden, you can't do that anymore. I mean, mentally, you got to be able to deal with that. you got to have something else to do. A lot of us, it was home projects. Uh, for me, it was something like planning and working on a podcast. I also, during this time, uh, got a lot of useful experience on uh, additional skills, gunsmithing in particular. Uh, nothing huge, but I was able to build my own AR-15 upper out of spare parts, and a couple things I was able to source online. Um, Nothing crazy, because again, everything was out of stock. Uh, But I was able to get some parts together, and over the course of about two months with what I had on hand and what I was able to order from, a couple things from Amazon. Uh, Most of the parts themselves came from Big Daddy Unlimited, um, and I was able to put together uh, a 10.5 inch AR-15 upper and knowing how to do that knowing how to work on a gun uh, in a situation where maybe you do have to do some of those things you gotta piece stuff together that's a useful skill Uh, you know you should be able to do a lot of those things at the very least you know clean and field strip a weapon if it's something you plan on carrying for some kind of defense you know knowing the skills that accompany owning that firearm Uh, aside from just knowing how to shoot, you know, knowing how to clear it in the event of a malfunction, keep it clean, maintain it. If you ever, if we were to get to a situation where, Lord forbid, you had to use it for defense on some kind of regular basis. Now, I'm not saying we would have ever gotten to this post-apocalyptic thing that we see in all the movies and stuff, but I'm sure that was a real thought and a real concern for a lot of people. Because, again... None of us thought we were going to get to this point, but here we are, and we're coming out of it. It's getting a little bit better, but like I said, it puts us in a unique position in history right now to be dealing with this, and it was what we felt was a good time to launch the podcast, the Prepared Mindset Podcast, what it means to be prepared in multiple facets, and we're going to discuss a wide range of topics. Uh, It's not going to be just about firearms. It's not going to be just about prepping and storing paper towel or bottled water, bleach, uh, ammunition, whatever have you. Uh, We're going to have a lot of different topics going on and they're going to range from things like medical Maybe you're somebody you're adamantly opposed to getting a firearm, and those people are definitely out there. Whether you don't feel comfortable, I know there's just, my mother is one of those people. Uh, she does not like guns. I don't think that she has a problem with people owning them. Well, at least I mean, at least I hope not. I mean, I otherwise maybe her and I should have a conversation. But I don't think she has a problem with people owning them. Uh, She is just not personally comfortable with them. She didn't grow up in a home that had them. Uh, She did not raise her kids in a home that had firearms. That came later when my brother and I moved out. Um, So for someone like that, who either, like I said, doesn't have access to a firearm or, you know, doesn't own them because they're not comfortable with it or not competent with it. Lord knows, if you have a firearm, you should be competent in your training and your usage of that firearm. Otherwise, you're almost more of a liability at that point, both for yourself and for those around you. But being able to do even basic, basic medical care is extremely important. Again, especially if services like the police or first responders are in a situation now where we're finding everything to be defunded. You know... Um, just knowing the very basics on how to apply a tourniquet can do a lot can save a life that's something a lot of people don't think about and I know even, even more people think about it in terms of you know I have it in my range bag or maybe, you know you have it on your gun belt if you're someone that goes to the range a lot um, but what a lot of people don't think about is you have one in your vehicle, you know, eventually we'll get back out into the world and life will resume as it was. When that happens, where do we spend most of our time? In our cars. I know right now I'm fortunate enough in my career field, I get to work from home every day. You know, this this idea of being prepared and everything that comes with it doesn't tie in specifically to my line of work, I work in finance. So I'm very fortunate that I get to work from home every day. But once things come back together, you're gonna be spending a lot more time in your car. I know at certain points due to construction, uh, weather, what have you, I give myself an hour and 15 minutes to get to work. Now on a good day, it's about a 25, 35 minute drive and then I get to the office a little bit early, I got time to say hi to people, I got time to make my coffee, check ESPN, whatever, before I have to punch in and really get to work. Same thing coming home, you know, that's where we spend a lot of our time, is in a vehicle. Now, whether you're the one in a vehicle accident, or maybe you just observe one, having the materials on hand to assist is extremely invaluable, whether it's a tourniquet, whether it's things like a chest seal, gauze, compression dressings, all of that stuff is great to have. And if you don't know how to use all of it, you know, a lot of these, these kits now come with the uh, the throat tubes and all the extra stuff, and if you don't have medical training, again, you can actually be more of a liability trying to use that if you don't know how but the important thing to remember with stuff like that is if you have it there could be somebody else that comes along that knows how to use that and you may not have the skills but you have the supplies available right so you witness a you know a terrible car accident and you pull over to check on what's going on and maybe you're able to render some basic first aid if you're if you're CPR certified, I know a lot of places are starting to do that. I know my employer was one that started offering uh, through the Red Cross uh, CPR certification, which is good. If it's free, definitely take advantage. I think everybody should. It was optional where my office was at, and I was actually surprised. I want to say about 10 people took advantage of that. It's a free certification. They answer questions. They teach you how to do it. Uh, and that's the defibrillator and, the, and CPR, chest compressions, all of that, as well as talking about using tourniquets and things. Um, but, if you, like I said, if you don't know how to do it, that doesn't mean that the next guy that pulls up after that accident behind you couldn't be a doctor on their way home from work or on their way to work or an EMT or a firefighter or a, a military veteran uh, that knows how to render aid That's extremely, extremely important. Past, you know, so past shooting, past medical, talk about things like bugging out. Now, that's an interesting subject that, you know, when we get there, obviously we'll go super in depth, but does it apply to everybody? No. Some of it does. And we'll certainly discuss it, we'll certainly get to it. Uh, You know, I have. I have friends that that makes a lot of sense for them. Their family owns property, uh, you know, here, here in Michigan we call it up north. You know, it's not really up north technically. It's all flat land, right? We but anything that's in the northern part of Michigan, you hold up your 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 left hand in the shape of a mitten. And it's basically anything uh, above your your first knuckles there. Um, you start getting past uh our state capital in lansing anything up towards northern michigan we call it up north people like to go there on their weekends you know hunting boating what have you but for a lot of people that have that property that's you know that's something for them but you gotta be prepared for that uh if you're one of them people that closes up your your cottage every winter and leaves yourself with uh, you know six packs of ramen and a half drank bottle of gatorade in the fridge And you gotta go bug out for whatever reason, and you have a pretty bad time. Uh, But also, you know, we're gonna have uh, some people on, some do some interviews, uh, EMTs, police officers, retired former military, and get some perspective on it. You know, is this all stuff that you need? Like I said, it applies differently to everyone based on your lifestyle, and it's very easy, easy when you don't know what you're looking for it's very easy to start throwing money at this and to just assume that every little thing is something that you need you don't if you can afford it great but I have found in multiple avenues in life it's always better to do some research if you have the time obviously if you have the time do the research and really figure out for yourself what's needed And that, again, that hits on multiple facets. You know, do I need 10 gallons of bleach to be prepared if it's just one person? I mean, maybe, maybe not. Uh, If it's a family of six, I grew up in a family There were six of us. I I have three brothers, uh, plus my mom and my dad. Yeah, you know, where you're trying to do laundry, and we're all big guys. You know, my younger brothers are college athletes pretty big dudes Uh, you know things like laundry Uh, there's probably a lot of soap needed drinking water you can use bleach to help uh, make water drinkable you can go through a lot of bleach pretty easily it just it depends on your situation so again this is the kind of thing we're going to hit on a little bit of everything and really try and get into some some details we'll also do some fun stuff you know some easy listening type topics. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of good podcasts out there. What we wanted to do with this is find something that filled in on those gaps for the the everyday person, someone who's got some money to throw at this, not all of their money to throw at this. Well, I would love to go out and buy a new SUV specifically set up for. Bugging out or bugging in, whichever, you know, that really doesn't make a lot of sense financially. Um, for some people who are owning a firearm for the first time during all of this, or right now, uh, in the case of some people, are still on the hunt for being able to find their first AR pistol or AR rifle or AK rifle um, or your first handgun, for a lot of people, what do you get? We're gonna talk about it. Uh, what makes the most sense? You know, I, you don't need to go out and buy a $1,200 AR to be able to defend yourself. After you spend that $1,200, you don't need to go out. I mean, if you have the money, it's nice. And there's a lot of things out there that are very reliable. Aim points, EOTEX, things like that. Uh, that cost between five and $900 just for an optic. You don't need stuff like that. You don't. There's reliable op- alternatives out there. If you have the money, they're great absolutely recommend that you look into something like that, if that's in your budget. If not, there's nothing wrong with running a Holosun or a Vortex on your rifle. You don't need to spend all that money, but at the same time, you also want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence and looking into these things, because just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's going to be just okay for emergencies. Cheap is cheap, and you definitely do get what you pay for. It's all stuff we're gonna kind of we're gonna get into. We're gonna get into gear. Um, if you you know right now again with these, I'm very hesitant to say uh, riots, but you know call it what it is. These protests that turned violent with rioting. There's people concerned about buying body armor. We'll talk about body armor uh, and plate carriers because that's all it really is. When you say body armor. It's really just a like a 10 by 12 plate. In a nylon tank top, essentially, uh, that sits in front of your vital organs. It's not going to make you, you know, Iron Man. But it's legal for civilians to own. I think everybody should own it to some extent or another. We'll talk about all that, too. Uh, as we get into more episodes, we'll get into more detailed issues. Uh, we are going to try and avoid things like politics just because. Nobody wants to talk about politics. There's m- probably millions of podcasts out there for that. And it's just boring. It is. We'll stay so stay away from some of that stuff. Uh, we'll mention the things that are applicable for a couple different reasons. But for the most part, we're going to keep this pretty lighthearted. Coming up in our next episode, which we hope to have released in about two weeks, uh, I'm going to be bringing the other guys on board. We're gonna do some introductions, get a little bit more into who we are, what we do day to day, what our experiences have been. You know, what really drove each one of us to pursue this uh, this project, uh, and you know, expound on it because uh, obviously it's a passion for us. I think to put this amount of energy in anything it's gotta be a passion and i think that if you're listening to this right now uh it's at the very least a curiosity but probably a a passion or commitment of yours too so we're gonna do our best to write as much information as we can in a great format something you guys want to listen to like i said our goal is going to be to roll this out every two weeks or so uh give or take maybe a little more often depending on what scheduling turns out to be how those things line up if there happens to be uh, a major uh, world event something that's going on maybe have one more often where it's just one of us. Um, we all kind of live separately. Uh, Trevor's actually pretty close. My brother. He'll be involved with this project as well, uh, but he's you know he's got his own stuff going on. Uh, Sam will be involved with this, and you guys will meet Sam in the later episodes. Uh, he's got a family. He's got stuff going on. You know. So we're gonna try and get as much of this together as we can, but uh, plan for you know. Every other week, we'll be trying to release a new episode, keep the content moving, keep everything fresh. Uh, like I said, some interviewees, uh, a couple of close friends of mine that I have from other, other facets of life, bring them into the fold uh, and get their perspective based on what they do every day and talk about how that's impacted their life. You Because know, at some point, well, we all knew nothing about this. Right, uh, for me that was just a couple of years ago like I, I mentioned earlier with my family we didn't have guns growing up in my house that's where this all really started my brother and I moved out together one day he goes hey we got a house now I go yeah I know he goes I bought a gun You go wow that's, that's pretty heavy man He yeah I figured we should have something like that around so you get to the house and you go, hey, let me see it. it was a Glock 43. You go, wow, it's it's kind of neat. I want to get one. <laughs> I Went out and I bought a gun, and then pretty soon there bought another one. Took a concealed carry course. Got my dad to buy one because he had been. He's one of those people who talked about it for like 10 years, and then you know finally did it because his sons did. We took the course together. Went shooting. Uh, he doesn't really carry and that's that's fine Uh, like I said earlier if you're not comfortable if you don't have the opportunity to train with it it's not really a good idea to put yourself in a bad situation that way and make a potentially poor decision Um, but we were all at that point where we were just getting started and we had tons of questions and everything so you got to start somewhere for a lot of people hopefully this will be your somewhere And I think that this will be good. I hope it'll be good. Hope you guys dig it. And we look forward to putting out a lot of new content and answering a lot of questions for you guys. Uh, look for more from us. Uh, like I said, every two weeks we're also going to be rolling out a uh, Instagram page with, you know all the good stuff, some short videos, uh, some gear picks, Uh, If we do unboxings, which we probably will, uh, you know, like I said, I don't have any kids, so I am spending money on this all the time, and it's not the healthiest. But everybody's got to have a, uh, you know, a hobby, right? Right? I mean, we are on lockdown. So, well, or we were. Uh, So, you know, unboxing, all that stuff. You guys would be able to message us that way, comment, like, share. Uh, And if you like what you're hearing, please encourage your friends to share and subscribe, uh, help us grow the podcast, help us grow the following, uh, and spread the information. You know, this is stuff that, that every person should be looking into. Everybody should be this prepared. It shouldn't just be for, you know, you don't have to be a conservative or ultra-conservative or right-wing or whatever label you get. I mean, like I said, take the politics out of it. Just being prepared. guns aside, Learn about the medical. Learn about the, the bushcraft part of it. Learn about bugging out. Learn about bugging in. Hey, if nothing else, you, you walk away from this, you learn how to make your own hand sanitizer or your own laundry detergent or, you know, whatever. Just learn something in general or if nothing else, you get an opportunity to hear a different perspective on some things. Maybe it changes your mind, maybe it doesn't. Thanks for listening, guys. It's been the Prepared Mindset Podcast. We'll catch you next time.